Welcome to Questions About Heaven, a podcast about giving Bible answers to our questions about the afterlife with God. Each week we seek to answer real-life questions with biblical answers about the life beyond this world. Now, here's your host, Brad Zockel. Good day, my friend. I'm glad that you're with me as we continue in our study of the book of Revelation. And we are in a very, very sobering narrative right now as we've started into Revelation chapter 6, which really goes into God's judgment against the rebellion and the rebellious, the rebellion of Satan, who is going to bring a mockery of the of God in the flesh, Jesus, the God-man. Satan, the dragon, as he's referred to in Revelation, will now bring a mockery, a false messiah, really, if you want to put it this way, kind of Satan in the flesh, a an introduction of one that is going to deceive. We're going to see that now. Right now, as we talk about this, we're looking at the judgments that are coming during this time. Will people make a decision for Christ during this time? We're going to look at the passage in Revelation chapter 6, verses 9 through 11. Go as far as we can in this and look and see, indeed, there will be those making decisions for Christ who are dying, who are being martyred for the cause. The word martyr comes from the Greek word meaning witness. And that's all it really meant. You know, I could be a martyr technically if in the Koine Greek, if I saw uh, an accident or maybe a robbery and I was asked in court, To be a witness in the Greek, I would be asked to be a martyr. But see, in today's terms, it's so associated, the, the term of witness is so associated with the Christians standing up and telling what they had seen in the early church about Jesus that they had been martyred. And those following, those who had actually seen Jesus and been able to actually be alongside him the following generations who had faced death in their belief of Jesus Christ were then called martyrs from that Greek word. We're seeing them now, the martyrs in Revelation chapter 6. Let me read verses 9 through 11, and in our time, we'll go as far as we can in this, in this podcast. And I really appreciate you following this. Listen to them and review them again and again, and let's study and let's understand what the Bible is teaching about this. I'm starting in verse 9 of Revelation chapter 6. When Jesus opened the fifth seal, I, John, saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, until you judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth? Then a white robe was given to each of them, and it was said to them that they should rest a little while longer until both the number of their fellow servants and their brethren who would be killed as they were was complete. Down through the ages, those who have stood for Jesus Christ have faced persecution. And even in today, I might be talking with somebody right now who faced mockery or alienation because of your faith in Jesus Christ, but it might not be a physical, painful one might be in different ways. But those are, there are those who have been physically injured, and we know this around the world today. There are those, and we pray for those, who have faced great 
when I say great, I'm talking about massive persecution, uh, limbs being broken, or uh, the actual brutality being put on them. A very shocking book, but I would highly recommend for you to read is Down Through the Ages, Those That Have Suffered for the Faith. It is Fox's Book of Martyr. Fox's Book of Martyrs. You will see it. And I believe if you go on into a search engine, it's easily accessible through uh, many different ways to purchase this in uh, Christian uh, bookstores and maybe even in the secular place. Fox's Book of Martyrs. It's a very thick book that will take you down through the ages of those who stood for the Lord and how they suffered. We see this constantly down through the ages on those who have suffered and those who have suffered the extreme penalty of uh, from those governments that wouldn't have it or those people, and they would suffer to death. We see now something that is telling us this. John is in heaven, and we find some very striking truths from what we see here in Revelation chapter 6, verses 9 through 11. This, first of all, tells us in heaven there's an altar of some kind. And we see this, you know, when we're looking back in Leviticus, we will see the, uh, the speaking of uh, the blood that is there at the altar and those sacrificial altars. That could be lining up with this right now. The under the altar is talking about those who, when you see the blood of Leviticus uh, in those descriptions, the blood that was shed here. Uh, we see those that would pay the, the ultimate price in their physical life for standing for the Lord. They have been slain for the word of God. And when we see this, this is telling us that these ones are undergoing the persecution that is introduced by these first four seals. Those that have come through and would not be deceived by the deceiver, the white horse, and would face the bloodshed of those that would silence them and all. Well, when they are entered into heaven, they will see God the Father, and they will cry with a loud voice. They're crying out for revenge. Lord, when will you give us vengeance on this? When will you stand for us in there? When we do this, they are going to ask him, Lord, this has been the cry through the ages. Why do bad things happen to good people? And consequently, good things happen to bad people. God, aren't you going to make this right? And when we see this uh, down through here, it is telling us a very, very powerful thing. What I see here, one thing is, when we get to heaven, will we see God the Father face to face? And obviously, here you see this. This would also tell us, as we see in Revelation chapter 22 and verse 4, that those in heaven will be able to speak and see God face to face. Revelation 22, 5 says we'll even reign with him. Revelation 3, 21, we will sit on the throne with Jesus Christ. So the intimacy with God, the Father, he's not afar off. That's one thing here. Another thing is they're agitated. They're crying out unto him, which also tells us Will we all be automatically happy in heaven? No, no, not at all. We see that there are differing emotions here because they're puzzled, they're questioning. And so there is thinking in heaven. There is learning in heaven. We're learning all of these things here as we see that. 
Now, then the Lord says it was told to them that they should rest a little while longer. And so one thing is they're told, waiting. Well, that signifies time. And another question comes up, is there time in heaven? Well, yes, there is. Obviously, there is. Uh, They're told a little while longer. You see, there's many references to time in heaven. Now, I'm going to remind you, 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 8 says, heavenly time is not earthly time. 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 8 tells us that here is the comparison. A day is as a thousand years and a thousand years is as a day. Now, how literal you want to take that, I'm not sure, but it's just telling us an established fact that heavenly time and earthly time are two different things. But time indeed is measured in eternity uh, in a way that we don't understand, because how could you say forever and they say uh, something as limiting as time? Well, that's for God to lay out the definition because he is the creator of that dimension. But we do see Uh, For example, in Revelation chapter 22, it tells us very clearly uh, the signification of months as the trees will bring forth fruit. Months is used, so we can understand there is a passing of time. Uh, Revelation chapter 8 and verse 1, uh, John says, As I estimate, it has been silent here for a half an hour. He's making an estimation, but he can measure time there. And then right here it says, well, how long will this be? Have, they have a grasp of a concept of time, and God says, a little while longer. So when we see people were referring to the fact that time will be no more, that's a, an unfortunate translation in one of the translations that we have. That means the delay will be no longer. So we see that. And uh, right here, we are seeing the reference to time. You are to wait. How long? until both the number of their fellow servants and their brethren who would be killed as they were was completed. Well, there is an appointment by God in saying there are those that he knows that will face a martyr's death. And he's saying this, when this is fulfilled, you keep seeing this, it is finished. We see it by Jesus on the cross. It is finished here. We see this also in God talking about this. The number of, right here, this could be, when we're talking about this, the number, the, uh, the amount of those that would uh, go to uh, facing a violent death there. And they're given a great uh, honor because of this, too. When they are told this, they are also given something here. A white robe was given to each of them. And this word is a very, very powerful one here when we see this. It tells us this, and I want you to see this and write this down here, because when you see this, now we're going to go and we, we take a look at this, and they are calling out here, and we're uh, looking at verse 11. They were each given a white robe. And when I go in here and I look, and I'm thinking, okay, well now, is that a different type of robe? And it is. And the robe here is stole, okay? Stole is the word. You will hear people uh, in the 1950s, uh, women would want to wear a mink stole. Well, it comes from this Greek word stole. Uh, it is uh, uh, different. It's just signified without getting too deep in the weeds on details. This is just saying this. This has been signified as a different type of clothing, which also answers something else. Will people in heaven 
be recognized for what they've done on earth. Well, yes, absolutely. Revelation 22, verse 12, Jesus says, I'm coming to bring my reward with me to give to each person as they have served. And we see 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 10, there's the reward seat of Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 talks about the measure of the rewards based on the motive of the giver. So yes, you will be recognized. Matter of fact, Luke chapter 14 verse 14 says, you may not get any recompense, any payment, any recognition here on earth, but the Lord is watching and he will repay. He will reward. Something as small, Matthew chapter 10 and verse 42, as a cup of cold water in the name of the Lord will be recognized. There are very many promises here. Second Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 12 says, don't worry about what you don't have. What's put in front of you, you're not required to worry about what you don't have, but what, what you do. What has been, what, what people will say, your lot in life, where you have been planted by the Lord. He puts you here for a specific reason. He puts you where you are. He could have put you anywhere in the world. He puts you where you are right now with the abilities, the creativity, the opportunities for a purpose. And that is how you'll be rewarded, Christian, on that. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 5 says, Every believer serving will receive praise. It's a great, great promise here. So in the midst of this, as we look at the martyrs, we learn some very great heavenly truths. And I'll stop there for right now, and we'll continue on with this as we look at the judgments. And also, in the judgments against the rebellious, but also the rewards for the righteous. Thanks for joining us this week on Questions About Heaven with Brad Zockel of the Zulon International Bible Institute. Be sure to visit our website, zulon.org, to learn more about our Bible ministry. That's X-U-L-O-N.org. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. And keep an eye out for our upcoming ebook, Questions About Heaven. Thanks, God bless you, and have a great day.